There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Michael Reed Show Podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie. Thursday morning, the 15th of February. Good morning. With much debate and discussion from now till 11am, this is Michael Reid on LMFM. In two and a half weeks from now, on the 5th of March, the D Hotel in Drogheda will become home to up to 500 people seeking refuge in Ireland. It's a significant ask of Drogheda. It's a lot of people to move into the town at any one time. It strips the largest town in Ireland of its only conventional hotel the only other hotel in the town is Scholars Townhouse, which offers just 16 boutique rooms for visitors hoping to stay in Drogheda. The contracts have been signed, so from the 5th of March, the D becomes an immigrant accommodation centre. 500 beds will be provided for people who are international protection applicants. This news was hot off at the presses when I went into the heart of Drogheda yesterday to ask people how they felt about it. I didn't hear that. Okay. Do you think they'd be welcome in Drogheda? Well, I would welcome them, but I'd have my suspicions based on what's been happening recently. So, yeah, they'd be more than welcome. Okay. Would you be concerned about the town losing its hotel? Uh, to be honest with you, that's a quality of life issue, isn't it? We'd lose a hotel, they lose their whole livelihood. No, personally, I wouldn't be... It's just quality of life for me. That's and just one other question. Would you be concerned that somebody might try to burn the hotel down now? Well, obviously, that's an issue now, isn't it? It's happened a number of times. So, uh, will it happen? I don't know. Could it happen? Possibly could, yeah. Just statement on fact, really, or statement on whatever life. No, yeah. That was the first person I met outside of Scotch Hall, which is next door to the D Hotel yesterday. Listening to him, it sounds like Drogheda will give 500 people seeking international protection a warm welcome. Now, while it is true to say that not everyone I met was as accepting of this step as that man, it is also true to say that I found little in the way of objection. Let's listen to what people had to say. What do you are about to hear is the conversations I had with everybody that I met. Nobody has been cut out. Nobody has been edited. I wanted to know if the 500 asylum seekers moving into the D Hotel will be welcomed in Drogheda. I wanted to know if people in the town are concerned about losing their hotel. And I wanted to know if people are worried about the far right arriving into the town and burning down the hotel. This is what the people of Drogheda had to say. 
I haven't. Do you think Drogheda will welcome them? I don't know. Would I welcome them? Yes, I'd have no problem. Would you be concerned at all at the town losing its hotel? No, there's plenty of hotels. And would you have any concerns then about the hotel being burnt down? I would have concerns there might be some right-wing people out there who would burn it down, yes. Uh, I didn't actually hear that, you know. Have you any thoughts on it? Do you think Drogheda will welcome them? Well, there's a few things like, you know, if we have enough houses in Ireland, right, maybe that is okay. But if not, our own people are struggling, you know. So in that case, I think government need to rethink, like, where are they going to put them in, like, you know. And this sort of should be for tourism purposes, you know. If you put the refugees in there, the tourists, the tourists are not coming in the country, like, we're losing their revenue for the long term, like, you know. So sort of their own problem first, maybe then look after the problems after. So you'd be concerned that Drogheda would lose its hotel? Uh, I'd be a big time, like, you know, like in Dublin, like City West or other big hotels, like, they have no space for the tourists, like, you know. So the same thing is happening to Dora. So tourists say, why are you going to go to Dora? Because there's no, space to, there's no place to stay there. Like, you know what I mean? And, of course, people will be worried that somebody might try to burn the hotel down. Would you yeah, be concerned about that? That will affect long term for a lot of people. Like, I, I look like Burner, but I live here 23 years. My kids are born here. I obviously like to help people who need the help. Like, but at the same time, the, I think the government need to reconsider the fact, like, are we able to accommodate all these people or not? And that is the thing I'm concerned, like, you know, and how are the local people, are they going to welcome them or not? Like, you know, are we able to manage all these people if they're staying in the hotel? Are you losing our tourism industry? Or the people there, how they're going to cope on this, with these people? Like, you don't know who they are, you don't know their background, you don't know where they're coming from, like, you know? So that's up to the government to decide, like, you know? Yeah, uh, I just heard, yeah. Basically, I, I, uh, I'm a firm believer that at this stage, the way the country is going, immigration has got exceptionally high. And uh, you're almost deemed a racist if you say anything negative about uh, asylum seekers, etc., coming in. But on the, on the subject of hotels, I mean, the Drogheda now needs a hotel. I mean, you've, you've wasn't that long ago when we were crying for our relatives abroad to, to come home so that we'd have a tourist industry. We won't have a tourist industry anywhere with approximately... 30% of the hotels being taken up by asylum seekers. Now, where we put them and what, and we have a, an obligation, I'm not denying that, we have to look after people. But I think at this stage now, uh, obviously, the, uh, the, the point is, it's great money earner for the hotels because they're not worried about occupancy. They've got 100% occupancy. And, 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 uh, but I think it's dangerous. I think that even a town like Drogheda, where I come just the odd time, the identity's leave, leave, leaving slowly, more and more immigrants, more and more immigrants. And, uh, you know... Uh, uh, I, I, I think we, we, we've at a stage now where people say we've enough and I know that might sound difficult but you've people saying now there's a hundred thousand or more Ukrainians and uh, you know even though the, the measures the government have brought in I think are good but I think they should also do it for the people that are here as well. Would you be concerned about arson uh, that somebody might burn the hotel down? Well I think that's totally wrong. Now, first of all I, 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 while I'll have a problem with, in, with immigra uh, immigration the way it's going on the guys who are arsonists are gangsters. I, I, I totally disagree with that. That's wrong because uh, I think somebody said that somebody will be killed and, and, and plus we're destroying properties that are badly needed you know for ho our own ho homeless you know what I mean. So I think that's wrong and uh, you know, but it is getting dangerous because it seems to be now that anywhere people get an inkling that there's going to be uh, asylum seekers, next thing there's a fire, and so that's we don't want to go down that road. But at the same time, uh, you know, people see the the situation as regards whether you can uh, both it's correlated as well. You've got doctors, dentists, you know, everything now is so difficult to get, and obviously the population in this country in a very short period of time has gone up by a million. 
I think in the last 40 and 15 years it's an increase in a million and we don't have the uh, you know the doctors at that stage some of them are getting old we're not getting new people in so it is a problem and, and I think this is the first time I think now it's going to be a political uh, debate because up to this no one has ever spoken to because everyone is petrified you know it's keep your head down say nothing because if you do say the slightest thing you'd be deemed racist which we're not you know what I mean and uh, I think you know sort of so this forthcoming election is going to be very interesting because it is a huge thing I know people friends of mine who never spoke about it and now they're speaking about it I'm just wondering had you heard that news yeah I did I read it today actually what do you think of that well I think they have to go somewhere and it is sad that's the only hotel in the town to be honest but if the government are being pushed out, like where are they going to put them? There's nowhere else for them to go. Do you think there's a danger that the hotel will be burnt down? Yeah, well, I did think about that today when I read it, actually. I was thinking, is this next now? And somebody innocent is going to be hurt if this keeps going on. People can't be going around like vigilantes taking it out themselves. Uh, and what about the refugees themselves? Do you think people in Drogheda will generally welcome them? Well, I think it's usually a fair enough town. I mean, we've welcomed everybody else. I don't see why we, should, we shouldn't welcome these ones, to be honest. These people are displaced. They've left war-torn countries. They've nowhere else to go. And if there's room there for them, and that'll be it. But as I said, it is sad to lose the only hotel in the town. 500 refugees are going to move into the D Hotel in the next couple of weeks. Have you heard about that? Um, no, I haven't, no. I actually haven't, no. Would you be concerned about Drogheda losing its hotel? Uh, yeah, I would, actually, yeah. I don't think it'd be good for anything. And what about arson? Is that a concern that somebody might try to burn it down now? Well, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not, no. They have to go somewhere. Uh, they have to go somewhere. Um, and at the same time, I can appreciate from a business point of view how it will impact on tourism. So very mixed views. You'd be concerned that Drogheda will lose its hotel? There's concerns about everything Drogheda's losing. Look at Marks and Spencer's closing. Look at the footfall in the town. It's like a ghost town. You know, but um, it's just hard to know. I think it's just not been planned for properly. I think they should be welcome. I think they should be accommodated. Uh, we're a country that has a history of immigration and famine. I think we forget that. I think there's a right-wing element that's hijacking everything. I don't agree with that, but I think it should be done in a different way. And speaking of the right wing, would you be concerned that somebody might try to burn down the D Hotel? If you put it to me like that, I, I suppose. I think, I think there has to be a planning around that. I mean, social media, I'm sure this thing is well muted before it happens, you know, so I think we, we need to be, this is spreading, you know, this is spreading, this is what's happening, so um, do I stop thinking at night that there's going to be a right-wing element? Probably not, because you, you try to be more positive about it and maybe do what you can. So it's, it's just, it's not simple. The hotel down here, the D Hotel, 500 refugees are going to move in there in the next couple of weeks. Uh, had you heard about that or what do you think about it? Yeah, I was working today. I'm working, you know, I'm on my lunch break. So my staff are talking about them and uh, it's very shocking. And they, they are a bit unhappy and uh, kind of you can see the anxious in everybody's face and, you know, don't know, like feel very insecure and... Uh, I don't know what's going to... Go. Do, do you think they won't be welcome? Uh, they should be welcome, but 500, that the number is, you know, uh, I don't know, like, uh, should be controlled. But it's, it's I don't know, I, I don't want to say, but I have a fear insi inside my, like, you know, it's, I don't know. Uh, and some people are, are concerned about tourism because... Drogheda loses its hotel. Yeah, yeah it does, it does. Um, I don't know those people what kind of attitude they have. And, uh, you know, my staff were talking about the, the, 
I don't know, like, you know. What about arson? Do you, would you be worried that somebody might try to burn the hotel down? Maybe. Uh, yeah, <laughs> all worried. All worried in every aspect, you know. Imagine 500 people at a time. They all comes out. We don't know it's a male, female, kids, we don't know. So when they come out at a time, I don't know what we are going to face. It is worried. I'm here nearly 20 years, and I work in the hospital, you know, in St. Mary's. So, and, you know, that's turned into village now. So I don't know. It's a worry ahead. And even for the kids, I don't know. Like, it is very anxious, and uh, everybody is a bit restless. I was asking you about uh, the hotel down here, the D Hotel. 500 refugees are going to move in there in a couple of weeks. Um, how do you feel about that? Well, I first time hearing it. <laughs> And I think it would be squashy now for Drogheda. Do you think Drogheda will welcome them? I am not sure because I'm not long in here. <laughs> I wasn't actually, I'm just only a few years here, but I'm not sure. I can't be 100% sure. No, I never heard that. Never heard that. Like 500 refugees in a hotel. I don't know, like if government thinks something like that, that might happen. I, I cannot say anything. Government knows like everything. Like refugees thinks is government job. I can't tell. Like, um, like for me, 500 in hotel are they free? Like, I mean, are they paying anything? No, well, they're refugees. Yeah, they're they people seeking work. international protection. What they, what they gonna happen after? Well, their applications will be decided or otherwise. Oh, I hope government gonna take care of them because it's not easy, you know. Five hundred. Do you think Trahada will welcome them? I mean, Ireland is a very welcome country for everybody. Like, I think <clears throat> Ireland is gonna find the best way to like make the best op options for them, work, everything. They're gonna do good things for refugees for everybody. I hope. I think that's the case with most people. Some people don't like yeah, people coming yeah, into this country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you be worried that somebody might try to burn this hotel down? I'll be worried. Like everybody, probably. I hope they're not gonna do something like that. <laughs> I think they they will welcome, but I'm sure that they will ask for some uh, more 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 uh, police officers, more people who will work with that people, you know, with uh, refugees because they need so socials, how you call that. So, from my opinion, yes, people are very welcome in Ireland, but first maybe. For first couple of months, they will be very, uh, you know what I mean, <laughs> cautious, you, you know. But after, if if they will, if they if refugees have good, good behavior, if they respect country, if they uh, try to maybe work, learn English language, they will have very good country for living. Uh, I suppose a lot of people are, are concerned because most people are very welcoming as you know, you've come here from yes. Croatia, most Irish people are very good, they like to yes. see people coming into the country but some don't and a lot of buildings have been burnt down, would you be concerned that somebody might try to set fire to the D Hotel? Oh, that's a very hard question. Yeah, I think that can happen. happen. Why? I, why not? Like people, some people they don't like other other people because in every country is like that you know but most of the irish people are very good and very open to every other culture religion blah 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 but still people who coming in ireland i i think they need respect country and all the rules and everything of course ah well i mean um we're, we're a happy country do you know what i mean um 
Yeah, I've been here for six years, you know, so I think they might be welcome in Jawara. It's a very nice place. Um, just hopefully they, like, um, you know, they warm up quickly and get adjusted to the to the culture, yeah. So yeah, It's a lot of people, but it's also the hotel. People are worried that the hotel will be gone. There won't be anywhere for tourists to go. Do you think that's important? Yeah, that's kind of, I see what they're saying as well, because, like, the tourists do bring in the money as well for the country. So I don't know if they can find a loophole and try and make that better, but, yeah, so that's that's my take. I'm really not... We're not educating and stuff like that, but yeah. Who is, I suppose? But the other thing is, is that when uh, places are used to house uh, asylum seekers, which will be the case here, quite often people come along and burn them down. Would you be concerned somebody will burn that D hotel down? Um, well, that's what I'm saying. It depends. It depends on um, the refugees' character and the people from Jada's character. Like, if they find a mutual agreement and, like, they're all fine with each other, like, stuff like that won't happen, but... Obviously, what happened in Dublin was kind of like frustration from the Irish as well. So that's something I understand as well. But burning down stuff is not the it's not the answer. It's not the people's fault. It's what the government is doing. Uh, I, I, I don't know. really know. I didn't even know there was refugees moving in. Yeah, it's, I don't really know. It's not my business. Are you worried about somebody trying to burn the hotel down? Yeah. Yeah. Probably, yeah, actually. It's Drogheda. I mean, it's happened in Dublin a lot. So yeah, and it's Drogheda as well, to be fair. Drogheda's not probably the best place to move. <laughs> Do you think Drogheda will welcome them? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> there are a few nice people in Drogheda, but like the majority, it's kind. It's Drogheda. That's my only response. It's Drogheda. Yes, I obviously live here in the D Hotel, and it's beautiful. The people are amazing, and uh, it's very nice here. And uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Are you living in the D Hotel now? Yes, I living there uh, five years. Yes, renting, yes. Will this affect you, do you know? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's a bit sad, really. Like, the D Hotel is one of the points of Drada. It's just great to see. Like, I work in the, in the Scotch Hall Centre, and just to have people come... You see weddings going on in there, you see, like, it's it's a bit of the community, like, and it's going to be closed for good, is it? Or Well, the contract signed for two years from the 5th of March. Oh, no, that's sad. I'm just really disappointed about that now, to be honest with you. A bit angry. <laughs> to have lost the hotel. Lost hotel and that, like, there's refugees going in, like, you know, my children all hang around here and they're teenagers and I just, I wouldn't feel comfortable about it, to be honest with you, like, you know. You're, you're not happy at the idea of no. refugees coming. Is there any particular reason? Well, it's the reputation that they're getting and they're, are they working or what's, you know what I mean? I, I, like, are they contributing? If they were contributing in some way, I'd be okay about it, but still, you know. Are you worried that somebody might try to burn the hotel down? Well, I mean, it's happened, hasn't it, a few times around the country, so, you know, you just don't know now. You know, it's just everything, yeah, there's nothing good about it, is there really? There's no positives, it's all negative, so, no, I'm not happy. Just asking about the D Hotel, 500 refugees are moving in there on the 5th of March. Uh, uh, have you heard about that, or have you any thoughts about it? Yeah, I just don't believe it, it's not just, just a rumour. Oh, no, it's, uh, I've seen the uh, contracts are, are signed for two years from the 5th of March. Oh, I want more looks at them, sure. Holy hand of God. No, 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 they have to go somewhere and they might as well go there. You know. Any concerns about Drogheda losing its hotel? Uh, well, I don't think we have any other hotel at all in Drogheda now, so that's the way things. That's just the way life is. So. And do you think people will welcome the refugees? Well, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't. You know, we're all going down to the same space... We can't bring anything with us. So Mo looks at them like they're looking for a better life and a safer life. So we did it for years going across. So, you know, half of America is full of Irish and there's no word about it. So. You wouldn't be worried somebody had burnt the hotel down? <laughs> well, I'm definitely not advocating that. And the sooner they get them people, the better. Oh, 
I know, but we've seen it happen before. I mean, that is something a lot of people have told me they're concerned about now. Uh, well, there should be, like, that's only a very small minority, and there should be no, the police are well able to get them people, so leave her in the hands of them and stop taking her into their own, into their own hands. Uh, this is obviously news to you. Yeah, I didn't know that, no. No, I don't know, I'm not sure. Maybe they really do need some space to be in. Maybe not really the hotel, but... You think people in Drogheda will welcome them? I, I hope so. <laughs> I, I, I'm from Croatia, so they welcomed me. So I hope it's going to go well. Yeah, that's news to me. I didn't hear that one. It seems an awful lot of people to move in. Um, yeah, I know they have to go somewhere. You know, and I don't know where else in the town could accommodate that amount. It leaves us in with no hotel. It's the last hotel in the town, isn't it? Well, apart from scholars. Uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be... That'll be interesting. Do you think people in Drogheda will welcome them? I think they will. I think they will. Yeah, I think they can see where, where the people are coming from. Uh, and I just hope it's not burnt down before that. <laughs> it seems to be the norm nowadays. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that. You'd be, you'd be fearful for it, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you just? Uh, I'd hope it wouldn't come to that. Yeah, yeah. But it seems an awful lot of people. And is that, is that, is that, a, is that a fact? Oh, that's gospel, yeah. I'm just asking about the D Hotel. 500 refugees are moving in there from the 5th of March. Just wondering if you've heard that. I, I, I'd, say I'd welcome them to, to move in. Right, there you go. That's uh, the thoughts of the people that I, I met yesterday. You've been listening to all of the people that I, I met and to all of the conversations that I had with everybody I met. Nobody I, I met was cut out uh, and nothing you heard was edited. That was the views of the people, a random sample of people in Drogheda as I met them yesterday to the news uh, that from the 5th of March, 500 people seeking international protection in Ireland will be housed in the D Hotel. Now, if you like to make comment, we'd love to hear from you. Our telephone number is 0419832000. Text or WhatsApp 086 658. Email michael at lmfm.ie. Michael Reed on LMFM. Yeah, the first text of uh, the day today came from Tom, and he says, "Best of luck with the show today, Michael. Strap yourself in." Uh, I, I thought, how spot on that seemed to me when I read it, Tom. Uh, but that came in—I don't know, half an hour ago or more—and uh, um, I, I think uh, the opposite is true. Surprisingly, so Tom, there's been a, a somewhat muted response. A lot of calls coming in, but not uh, on the scale that I'd have expected uh, in response to the. This breaking news that 500 refugees will be housed or people seeking international protection will be housed in the D Hotel in Drogheda. Let me give you a flavour of some of the comments. And I think they're very much in line with what we heard from the streets of Drogheda yesterday. There wasn't much in the way of objection. Uh, people are concerned. They've obviously got very uh, serious concerns uh, about the amount of people coming in at one time, how the hotel will be lost. And of course, there's this stuff that we've seen in every other part of the country with the far right moving in. I wonder how long it'll be before they're down there protesting with Irish flags. 
uh, and let's hope uh, nobody sells them a box of matches. Stephen and Drogheda in touch. Thanks of all. Uh, thanks, uh, Stephen. He says he's disgusted uh, about the news. Uh, he, he, he's wondering if every one of them uh, has been vetted. Well, let me put it to you this way, Stephen. My son uh, is of military age. He hasn't been vetted. He's moved into a community uh, where people uh, were born and he wasn't. He lives in a foreign city uh, and he is no threat. And I hope uh, that uh, he is getting the same treatment there that you will give to the new residents in Drogheda. He says the other thing is we're supposed to be a city and when it comes to tourists, where are they going to stay when they want to visit Drogheda? Absolutely ridiculous. What the D Hotel is after doing, I'm sure that there will be protests about this. Well, we'll be hearing from the D Hotel or a spokesperson for the D Hotel uh, in the next half hour or so. Well, Michael, uh, somebody else says, what about the Crown Plaza in Dundalk? Could they not put some people in there? Why does everything have to go into Drogheda? Thank you for that. Uh, Another text from somebody who says, Michael, these people have to live somewhere. That's a fact. However, the biggest town in Drogheda, in Ireland, without a hotel... Where does that leave Drogheda arguments for uh, city status? It'll also affect tourism and small business, thus resulting in job losses and affecting the local economy. Mary on the phone to us saying she's worried about uh, the decision and how it'll play out among the public. Uh, she says it's such a, a divisive topic. We've seen horrible acts carried out all over the country at this stage and she hopes that people keep their heads and let their worries be known in a peaceful and non-threatening manner. I'd be very surprised, Mary, if the people of Drogheda would allow the type of behaviour we've seen in other parts of the country take place in the town. Uh, I think people will make their concerns known. They won't be behind the door in making their concerns known and there are reason uh, to raise concerns uh, and hopefully all those concerns will be addressed. I don't know if they can be or if they will be but I don't think we'll see all of that sort of nonsense that we've seen elsewhere. Tommy on the phone to us too. Tommy says there'll have to be extra security brought in for the hotel because no doubt some idiot will try to damage it or even worse. He's already seen calls to burn it down on various social media outlets so it's only a matter of time before something terrible happens there. It also has to be remembered that there are privately owned apartments in that complex as well. Those poor homeowners must be worried sick. Thanks, Tommy. Uh, if you see anything like that about burning the place down, please take a, a screenshot and send it to the Gardaí. The Gardaí will have those people arrested in no time at all. If you've been in touch with us so far, thanks for your call. We'll have lots more on this throughout the programme. Our phone number is 0419832000. Text or WhatsApp 086 658. Email michael at lmfm.ie. Michael Reed on LMFM. Now, let's uh, hear once again, because I'm sure you've heard it many times at this stage, from the hearing of the Oireachtas Media Committee yesterday and this bombshell. In terms of the voluntary exit package, what was the cost to RTE? Of which voluntary exit package? For Breed O'Keefe. I can't say that that's, that's... uh, confidential and I can't say I think it's really important Mr Backhorse you put that into the public um, yeah, because well, this is I'm pretty important you're yeah. building a new RTE mm-hmm. it needs to be transparent mm-hmm. it needs to be trustworthy mm-hmm. with integrity and also we need to see accountability now you're under mm-hmm. privilege here mm-hmm. and it's in the public interest that mm-hmm. you provide that information to the committee yeah look I would I would say two things one is as I said we have had 
significant legal pressure over months to get this report out and to deal with this issue. I, I accept that. And, and there is a legal threat over this. I agree with you, transparency is important. I agree with you, it's important in this case. Breda O'Keefe was paid 450,000 euros to live. Can you repeat that? 450,000 euros. That's uh, the Director General of RTE, Kevin Backhurst, uh, at uh, the Oireachtas uh, Media Committee yesterday. He was responding to Fine Gael TD, Alan Dillon. Neve Smith is uh, Fine Fall TD for Kevin Monaghan. She's the chair of uh, that committee and she joins us now. And a very good morning to you and thank you indeed uh, for joining us on the programme this morning. Good morning, I, I think everybody is very taken aback by the size of uh, that package. What did you make of it? Oh, it's breathtaking figures, really, um, to be honest, Michael. And, and I'm just I did say at one point today, this is against a backdrop of eight years is the time I've been in Leinster House and on this particular committee and eight years of RTE coming in with an attitude of kind of stonewalling the committee when they did go to ask uh, any questions or tr- try to interrogate the previous DD or the previous um, chair of the board. It's it's eye-watering figures, and and I'm very conscious that I went recently with staff in our RTE staff that may be involved at a technical level, at research level, you know, kind of the background team that make these shows happen, and like it's parallel universe compared to their experience compared to the executive um, and former executive. It has to be said, members of, of the organisation. When you hear mm. figures like that, and would it be usual? Probably- I mean, there's a lot of people listening to us uh, this morning. It would take them ten years, if not twenty years, to earn that amount of money. Of course, I mean, there are not too many organisations in this country that you can you you can you can. Uh, walk off into the sunset with those kind of packages um, and and I don't think that that really was the norm in RT either. I think there was this inner circle all the time that there was special arrangements put in place and unfortunately I don't think we're probably at the end of that as we heard that uh, Mr Coveney, uh, there's been a package put in place for him. We couldn't elicit the d- information or details on that. We still um, haven't heard from the DG herself, the former DG or the former um, chair of the of the committee and unfortunately um, there may be more to come on this mm, There may be indeed uh, as you say uh, there's been a, a lot of people uh, who have been very taken aback by the size of the handshake this is just a, a thank you very much goodbye uh, but not the kind of money most people earn in a year let alone uh, would hope to receive as a golden handshake uh, we'll just take a listen to what Mr Backhurst had to say yesterday about how staff have been hearing this or how staff will react to it I mean it is concerning to me that the way that uh, Breeders package was agreed I think uh, and I have absolute, I should say, have absolute sympathy for the staff who are outraged about it because I'm fairly outraged myself that they were being told at this time RTE is facing significant financial issues. We all need to make savings. People need to have their salaries frozen or cut. And then it emerges that someone has walked away with a significant amount of money um, in that position and the deal was not done in the correct way. And I think it is outrageous. 
Okay. Uh, is it liable for tax or anything like that? I think that's a, an outstanding question, is it not, Neve Smith? It is. I think RTE will find themselves uh, with a tax bill now from the revenue on that particular package. And it really does all speak to this complete lack of oversight of governance. I mean, we, we also learned yesterday that while a letter was issued saying it had board approval to Miss O'Keefe, that actually wasn't the case. It didn't go for board approval. Uh, and it would seem, you know, it points and harks back to this inner circle where the board were um, not only sidelined, um, they were also given inf- information that was inaccurate and sometimes they didn't get information. So a really, really, really dysfunctional organisation where one or two people could do what they absolutely liked and act in a very cavalier uh, manner um, and not feel accountable to anyone. And I did make the appeal yet again to Dee Forbes and to Maya Doherty to make themselves available. And I do think that Mr. Coveney, on foot of the um, toy show, the musical, has still questions to answer. Um, And I I would hope, I would hope, and I I would be really see that there is light at the end of the Mm. tunnel when you hear from the board there yesterday and um, and, and just seeing the atmosphere. The collegiality is certainly there, but I mean, they've hit an absolute uh, milestone Mm. in the organisation. And I think there is a real realisation there that if their act is not got together, if there isn't the proper oversight, if there isn't the proper governance, I do think the new chair, Ms. Nirahali, has certainly demonstrated a willingness to put everything on the table um, I don't think she wants to hide behind anything that's happened historically or Mr. Backhurst for that matter. The question is, did they actually know all of the facts yet? Mm. And I suppose that is the, the job of the Oireachtas committees to try and, and, and get to the heart and the bottom of things that happened yeah. in the past and to be absolutely certain that though there's measures in place that things like this can't happen again. Mm. I, I'm still stuck on the €450,000. Uh, I think a lot of people are. Um, of course, it's an incredible uh, but, figure. I mean, Brida O'Keefe was the former chief financial <laughs> officer. That's an accountant who's done really well for themselves and climbed up the ladder. Uh, and I, I don't know um, what kind of salary uh, a financial officer working with an organisation like RTE would command, but €450,000 uh, as a golden handshake is an awful lot of money. Uh, Kevin Backhurst, uh, in the last clip there, I think, uh, was saying that it didn't follow the procedures. Um the next question, of course, is if there's any question of there being a consequence. Uh, let's hear what Mr. Backhurst had to say about that. Given the seriousness of, of the situation, have you considered reporting any of these matters to the Office of Director of Corporate Enforcement or, or no, the, advice the, is the National Economic Crime Bureau? Because no, because we're talking the, advi- about the advice is of euros here. No. That was. No, corporate governance has been broken. The procedures are not followed. The whole thing was run in a very ad hoc, loose, and in my view, often unprofessional way. But my advice is that no laws are broken. And I have taken legal advice on specific cases to see if any laws were broken. And the advice has been the laws were not broken. And if they had been, I would report it. So does that mean that nothing can be done about it unless Breda O'Keefe was to take it upon herself to return the money. Would you like to see her return the money, Neve Smith? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think 
public perception for the sake of the organisation would be that she most certainly should uh, do that, as we would have felt that Ryan Tuberty should have done it too in terms of monies he was paid for work that was not completed. I mean, it's a bizarre situation considering this was uh, exit packages that was intended to be cost-saving measures to the organisation and redundancies are generally redundancies because the job isn't being replaced and we know that that was not the case, that somebody was replaced on a higher salary than Mr. O'Keefe left on and um, we did get confirmation yesterday that there was no exit package in place for the, the former uh, Mr Collins um, Chief Financial Officer but I mean it is just farcical in the extreme to think that the purpose of these the scheme in the first place was to reduce costs to RTE to reduce the numbers of staff within RTE and really and truly the scheme was uh orchestrated by a very, very small number of people that we have not heard from yet at committee level to facilitate, it would seem, her closest allies within the organisation. And it didn't seem to bother either of these individuals about the financial implications. Number one, the financial implications to RT, but two, the incredible damage. Like, did they think that this was never going to come to light? Did they think that this... And, and to be honest with you, Michael, as I said, coming before a Rock, this committee in the, pre, in the past, it has been really difficult, really difficult to get answers from the executive of, of RT. So I really hope for their sake, and I think um, it would be a huge pity for the staff that are there on, you know, pretty normal wages, doing a normal day's work, keeping public service going, keeping um, the TV programme for kids, Mm -hmm. the cultural programmes, the drama, the documentaries all going, if the whole thing was to collapse around this. And and I, for one, wouldn't like to see that happen. But I'll tell you, after yesterday, and and my biggest worry for RT at the moment is we haven't heard the end of the exit packages. As I said, we do know that there were other, other executives who were asked to leave, left, and there was an exit package put in place but this can't be something that can okay. continue with RT because if it is to be the case, I don't see how any minister or how any government could come in and uh, write a blank check for either yeah. exchequer funding, as some with politicians money, are looking with for, my without money, any accountability. With my money, with your money, with our listeners' money, and therein lies the point because a lot of it is public money. I have to leave it there because it's I've all, run over yeah. time. Yeah, thank you indeed, though, for joining us uh, this morning. Neve Smith, Fianna Fáil TD, for Kevin Monaghan, is the chair of uh, the Oireachtas Media Committee. The next hour will be dedicated to the accommodation of 500 international protection applicants in the D Hotel. Michael Reed on LMFM. Well, let me bring you some of uh, the comments that have been coming to us. It's an absolute disaster that the D Hotel has been let out uh, to foreign people, says Brendan. This is on foot of the news that 500 international protection applicants will be housed in the D from uh, the 5th of March under contract that will run for two years. Mag Y texting saying, Michael, if anything happens to the hotel, we should be more concerned about the Gardaí than people seeking protection. There will never be a time when there will be nobody in the hotel. Drada has been heavily planted, somebody says, for more than 20 years. Another 500 people won't make any difference. Uh, Interesting comment. Somebody else uh, says uh, 500 people being housed in uh, the D Hotel uh, seeking international protection. Uh, I wonder, will any of them be in danger? Another text from somebody who says, I'm not a racist, but I will say 
how is the town going to cope with doctors and other services? Also, Michael, you asked one Irish couple uh, a question in the Vox Pop earlier. Uh, the rest of them seem to have foreign accents. Well, there was far more than one uh, indigenous person on uh, the recording we heard earlier on. And as I said, I, I spoke to people one after another. That's the way you heard them. Nobody was edited. Nobody was cut out. And you heard from everybody I met. I think it's probably reflective of how cosmopolitan a town draw is as it stands. Although somebody else says it's a disgrace. Uh, there'll be no hotel left in Drogheda. Our government needs to say no. Another text from somebody who says, never mind the hotel, what about trying to get into the hospital? Good morning, Michael, says another caller. Another example of how this government conducts its business. No consultation or regard for the largest town in Ireland. None of them are brave enough to come on air to explain. That's a very, very valid point, I have to say. Uh, there's a big empty chair here this morning that we had set aside for the Minister for Integration, Roderick O'Gorman, uh, who is not available. And I really do think our caller has a point. The Minister should be here speaking to the people of Drogheda and its environs today. Magwai says people seeking safety must be helped. They are welcome to Drogheda. It'll be negative attitude towards these people that will cause problems, she says. Thanks, Magwai. I see the far right have already uh, announced they're going to have a, a protest over the weekend. Uh, they're very, very active on social media at the moment. But uh, let's hear uh, from a spokesperson for the hotel, Paul Allen of Paul Allen and Associates. P.O.R. is in uh, the studio with us. A very good morning to you, Paul, and thank you indeed for joining us on uh, the programme uh, this morning. Uh, this is a very lucrative deal for the D Hotel. How much is it worth? Well, Mike, if I can just say thank you very much for having me on. As soon as we were appointed, uh, I wanted to come along because I wanted to talk to you and the listener uh, because the, the programme is well informed. It's to explain to people in Drogheda uh, what exactly is going on. And I just want to separate fact from fiction. Is it €70 Euro per pillow? Uh, I don't know that. Okay, well, that's, but the, I, but if you're just that, that's the going rate. Hold on, hold on a sec. If you just let me make some notes, I'll happily come back and okay. explain that. But I just want to separate fact from fiction. No, 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 but there's a, there's a, there's a purpose to this question. €70 Euro per pillow is the going rate. 500 people, that's 35. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thousand a night. Uh, um, we're talking about 245,000 euro a week, uh, 12,740,000 euro a year. 25,480,000 euro for the term of the contract over the two years. My question is, what dividend is there for Drahada? Well, this is a business. Um, the guys that are involved, the business that have taken it on, they bought the hotel last October, uh, October 23. Uh, the idea is that the government came to them. They offered them a contract for two years. I'm losing the interest, Paul. Sure, but I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My, my eyes no, are no, getting no, my eyes are getting heavier. I want to know sure. if there's a, I want to know if there's a dividend for Drogheda. Sure. Can I just explain? Because the media, in many ways, have run away with this uh, in terms of like even the Irish Times this morning mm. had misinformation online. I just simply want to deal with facts. I know, but as I, what the facts but you, I, are. But, but my question is. Will there be a dividend for Drogheda? Or is this... Well, what are you expecting as a dividend for Drogheda? Because these are people who are coming in, they're coming in with nothing. Mm. They'll have to buy clothes, they'll mm. have to buy food, they'll have to spend in the mm. area. Mm. Uh, and all boats will rise. Yeah. So the point well, I'm making is that... they'll get 35 that, euro a week but, or 38 euro a week. But, but, but Sorry, I'm still but, answering but, your question, but, Mike. Okay. If I may continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the, the dividend for Drogheda is the 70-odd jobs that are in the hotel, they're going to stay, they're guaranteed. They're going to recruit more people for the hotel. The hotel will continue to run as a bar. The function rooms will continue to work. This is the facts that are that I'm trying to explain. So the, I know it's not very no, sexy and very no, exciting no, 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 for you. No, no, and I know there's an no, election I, in the no, air no, and the no, politicians want to jump up and we've down. We've got a lot of time and I agree with that. But then we've, I've seen some very questionable comment by some politicians. But I want to know if there's any dividend for Drogheda. Will the D Hotel... Uh, make any of the money that it is going to generate from this available for amenities or for clubs or for organisations or for anything else in the well, I, think that, I think that's what other organisations are supposed to do. This is a business. Right. They have bought so the this hotel. No. The answer is no. Well, the, the, the business has bought the hotel. They are going to make money out of it and they're going to reinvest into the hotel for the improvement. I've stayed in the D mm. Hotel many times. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's it was hotel. built 25 years ago. Mm. It's a bit tired and it's a bit jaded. It needs to be reinvested and developed. The restaurant and will that's stay what open? It's going to be. Yes. The pub will stay open? Yes. And uh, the function rooms. Beautiful function room. It's an enormous room along mm. the Boyne. It's gorgeous. But the fact is, what I had misunderstood as well is that the car park, I thought the car park was part of the hotel, that's Scotch Hall, the derelict building that's a, it's almost, mm. it's, well, it's just a building site, that's part of Scotch Hall. Yeah. So the hotel itself would continue, the jobs would be mm. there, they're guaranteed, mm. and more people will and be employed. Very, very important. You said the function rooms will continue because we detect from somebody Correct. who says, can you ask them uh, about the 300 euro my daughter uh, has uh, already paid off for a function, I think it's a, a wedding. That, that, that will still ahead. continue. That will go ahead. Yeah. Okay. See, again, mm. that, that's... I'm giving you the fact mm, as yeah. the misinformation. Okay. And if I also may say, in terms of, if you let me finish for a second, there are only 113 rooms in this hotel. Um, RTE, we're talking about 200, 300, they're talking about 500 people coming in. But I think if you check uh, our reporting this morning, we've I'm, said 113 rooms, completely. 500 applicants. Completely. Somebody else asked no, no, about s- the sorry, staff. Sorry, the staff are Mike, going to stay sorry, on. there's not 500 people coming. There are... 
well, there are 113 rooms. Yeah. Um, I'm not a hotel manager. I yeah. don't know how that's going to be broken up. I have seen the documents up to 500 people. But there are mothers, families are going to be staying in the hotel mm. and that's how it's going to be arranged. Okay, but it, sorry, but it will be up to 500 people. That's a fact. Well, I, 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 I'll bow to your knowledge. Yeah, no, you I, know more about the... I, 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 I'll, I'll show you the briefing notes later. Thank if, you. If you'd care. Somebody else in touch asking about the staff. You've said their jobs yeah. are secure. Okay, uh, another text then uh, from somebody who's saying uh, the hotel has a contract with uh, the College of Surgeons providing accommodation for students. Yeah, 60 students. Yeah. That, that'll continue? Uh, no, that was with the previous owner. Uh, they have moved on. Okay. The students were staying, actually, in Drogheda, but going to college in Dublin. Okay. The next question I think that people should be concerned about is security. There's a lot of entry points into the hotel. Will there be 24-hour security at each of those points? Well, when it comes to security, we still have Garda Siakona. I think that's their uh, line to answer that question. Uh, what? Why Why do you ask the question about security? Like the security in the shopping centre, well, because security... Uh, 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 I'm not sure where you're going with that. Well, it's very straightforward. People are worried that the hotel will be burnt down. Uh, I'm sure you heard all of the people at the beginning of the programme expressing concern that that is a possibility. Well, I, I just think if we just deal with facts, Mike, because uh, there's a lot of excitement in the air. And as I said a moment ago, there's politicians that are mm. saying things. Yep. I know there's an election mm. uh, and there's people coming up wanting to be elected in mm. June. They're getting airtime. Uh, but there's misinformation flying around. Mm. So I, I can't comment in relation no. to that. Okay. But I just hope nobody gets hurt. That's the problem. Uh, we've seen the Dublin riots. Uh, we've seen the, the mischief making by, mm. by people that are out there. Uh, and I just, we just need to calm this one down. I know. We've seen so many p- buildings shocking. destroyed. Uh, this is a, a fine building and people will be hoping it's that... beautiful. Yeah, but, you know, people uh, have had all kinds of occasions celebrated in the D Hotel yeah. and they'll be hoping to be able to do that in, in the future because there is no other hotel in, in the town. And Correct. It d- will d- still continue to function as a hotel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bar- I'm sorry to burst any bubbles, but that's it. Like, this is not... Uh, the facts are it will continue to run. Uh, I was in the hotel this morning mm. in Goodman's. Uh, the hotel will continue to function. It'll continue to operate. Mm. Uh, and the lady that was calling in yeah. about having our function, that will continue. Okay. Uh, and what and about, a big welcome. Uh, I mean, we heard uh, one councillor talk about a comedy festival that's coming up. Uh, Great. Comments there about Slain, the big concerts that are held there. Will rooms be available for people to rent? Well, obviously not, because these people will be there. Mm. But there's also scholars and there's other hotels. The Boyne is still there, the Six, Boyne Valley. 16 rooms in scholars. Maybe it's mm. an opportunity for somebody to put more rooms on but okay. I'm just saying mm. I'm not in the hotel mm. business I'm just de- dealing with the facts mm. I know uh, what about people who have a room booked next week or next month or next year uh, the hotel management will be in touch and will explain either get them an alternative accommodation there's a hotel there uh, on the way up in Julianstown uh, or somewhere nearby or right. give them a refund okay so that's that yeah. Okay. I know a lot of people have a, a, a lot of questions uh, and they're welcome to contact. You'll take calls on the air. This Delighted morning. to. People, yeah. uh, I'll people... stay here till the cows come home. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, if people, people want to ring us, if you want to talk to Paul Allen or if you just want to ask your questions through me, uh, you can let us know uh, as usual by ringing us or texting us as uh, the case may be. Our phone number is 041-983-2000. Text or WhatsApp 086-1800-658. Email michael at lmfm.ie. Mike, can, can I just interrupt? for a second can I just say something because before I even got involved in this project I heard that it was a big football owner of a club in the UK who was buying this 
Uh, and I mem- remember even talking to Alison Common before Christmas about this whole thing. So the levels of misinformation, somebody, I, I certainly feel you're right about the government minister, somebody should be here explaining what's yeah. going on because uh, the whole country is, is wound up to 90 mm. over this. Yeah. And local politicians, people are promising the earth, moon and stars, yeah. uh, talking out of two sides mm. of their mouth, are exploiting this whole yeah. thing. Oh, Poor the, innocent the, people. The, commu- the communication from the government with this programme has been nothing short of disappointing. Uh, I bit my tongue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all we got was emails. We didn't even get to speak to somebody. Uh, Roderick O'Gorman should be on this programme this morning, uh, given uh, the scale of this uh, project uh, to uh, reassure people. Uh, he's not even talking to us. Uh, perhaps that will change in the future. He I'll did, try and put a word in for him. He did have a, a meeting with local TDs and we'll be hearing from some of them uh, when we come back after this break. Michael, Michael Reed on, on LMFM. Now in the big empty chair is uh, the Minister for Integration, Roderick O'Gorman, uh, who is not available to us uh, today to speak about uh, the way the D Hotel will accommodate 500 people seeking international protection from the 5th of March. The Minister met yesterday with local TDs. Uh, we're going to hear from two of them now, Jed Nash of the Labour Party, who's in the studio, and Melda Munster of Sinn Féin, who's on the phone. Paul Allen, a PR consultant, is also with us. He's representing the D Hotel. Uh, before uh, you tell us about what the Minister had to say about this yesterday, our calculation on this is based on €70 Euro per pillow, which brings in a total of €25,480,000 for the hotel over the course of the two-year contract. Uh, we've just heard from Paul Allen that as far as he's concerned, at least at this stage, there'll be no dividend out of that from Drogheda. What do you make of that, Jed Nash? Um, that is the case. Uh, that's a fact. Um, all of the calls that I've been getting since this time yesterday... But do you uh, think that there been. should be a dividend from Drogheda? There actually should. And I spoke uh, to the Minister about this yesterday offline, and you may have heard my colleague, Councillor P.O. Smith, on another radio station this morning, uh, talking about how there ought to be a dividend uh, for Drogheda. We are losing, uh, from the point of view of the decommissioning of the room of the rooms in the only full service hotel that remains in the town centre of Drogheda, about 5.2 million euros in terms of the spin-off effect for bars, restaurants, shops and so on in the town centre. So there certainly ought to be that, but that's something I think Okay, I want to stay with that point. Let me go to Imelda Munster on that point. Imelda Munster, do you believe that there should be a dividend? Um, It's hard to say. I mean, the one thing that we're... We, we know now is how seriously this is going to impact on the town, you know. Um, and the biggest thing for me was that um, the government, they're just making a complete shambles of this. They're not listening and they're not learning. They could have, the government could have picked up the phone to local reps and said, look, we've an offer of a large hotel in Drogheda. If we proceed, how will that impact on your town as regards services, tourism, you know, all of that sort of thing? They didn't. We got a phone call yesterday morning to say the deal was done. I rang the minister immediately. The contract has been signed for two years. When we met yesterday evening, I asked him could it, could it, you know to seek alternative accommodation. That this is our only function in town. We have no big hotel now for the largest town in Ireland, you know. And all we got was he was apologising, but he's under pressure and apologies. But but that was it. So you know we. I'd raise the fact that the knock-on effect it was going to have on our mm. town financially and service-wise, everything else, 
all of it, and it's going to go on for two years. Mm. Okay. You know, you, you're um, inundated, uh, I'm sure. Uh, yes. With well, people, people are genuinely up. concerned. Mm. And mm. for me, it's the annoyance of the fact that they didn't, given all that's happened around the country, that they didn't say, look, we've had an offer mm. made of a hotel. It's your only big hotel in the town. How will this affect you if we were to go for it? No, okay. they, they mm. said nothing. They signed the contract and then they rang to say that this was done. OK, Pallan, this is purely a, a business decision, though, on the part of the hotel. Yeah. Yep. OK. Jed Nash, people... It's, it's one thing to say there, Mike. The only person that the department and the government took into account in this was the hotel owner and what suited him best financially. That was the only person that was consulted prior to this and taken into Account. Well, and we don't know if the figures that. I've read out are accurate or correct, um, but they are based on the going rate. Uh, and uh, one way or another, it'll prove very lucrative for the hotel. Um, it's probably uh, a, a wise business decision, Jed. I, I, I'm not sure that I'd the hotel... i Mike, if I may just jump in there. Well, like, I'm not sure that the hotel has been the doing jobs, that good. Seven yeah, jobs, but, yeah, but that's, uh, that's, what, that's what I was going to say. The business hotel, does. The hotel, is ha- the hotel is half empty half the time. Yeah, yeah, no, it's going to be full. So, so where does, it's where going to be business. Where does this five million figure come from? I mean, who's, who's spending that money if the hotel is half empty half the time? The weddings are going to continue. The twenty first are going to continue. The the bar is open. The restaurant is open, and so yep. on. Um, I, I think we ought to have an informed um, discussion about this. And the figures that I'm using actually come from the methodology that the industry, uh, and it's generally understood that this is a methodology that the hotel industry uses. It's from the Business Improvement District Scheme in Drogheda, uh, and the general manager there, uh, representing one and a half thousand ratepayers in the town. Their own analysis, and I've actually had this checked by another independent hotel owner, uh, the assessment as to the prospective uh, loss in terms of revenue. Now, that's different than the actual. No, it is, but all you can do is actually forecast that. Ah, yeah, but we know the hotel's half empty. So, so in other words, it's nonsense, Jed. No, come on, that's just nonsense. I I think we're getting into the roots of an issue here. uh, Ah, you've got to be real, you've got to be factual. I'm discussing with you here how we got to this point. Uh, why we're here, and I think it's important that listeners understand. Well, but why we're here? Well, why we're here is that this is most likely a, 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 a loss, a, a, a hotel a, that's a operating loss, at a loss, a, 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 or or not at a, 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 a profit that anybody would expect for a hotel of that and, size, and given given really that gi- given that its occupancy rates are so low. So that's, that's so really so here's an opportunity to address that. Th- that's a really important point that you make, and. We have, rather uniquely in an EU context, uh, relied disproportionately on the private hotel sector to provide beds to deal with both refugees uh, coming from Ukraine, Syria mm. and elsewhere, but also international protection applicants. So this is what happens when we decide that we're going to privatise and oh, outsource yeah. mm. what ought to be a state-run service. Yeah. So yesterday, um, like Imelda, I made contact with the Minister uh, for uh, Integration. I had organised for a meeting to take place with all of the local TDs yesterday evening. And I did that in good faith. And there is a missing chair here. There's a missing individual, somebody who should be occupying Mm. a chair because there is an obligation. This goes to the heart of the problem. There's an obligation on the Mm. state to communicate properly uh, the facts, what's happening here, and why they're relying on hotels in towns like Drolla. The reality is we, we went to him yesterday and explained to him one thing. We said we are only here because of our concern about Drada using its pri- losing its primary hotel, 113 beds, mm. 56% of total uh, beds available mm. to tourists, to visitors in uh, Drogheda. 
That's all. He understood and accepted as well that the three of us, myself, Deputy Melda Monster and Deputy Ferguson Ed, have been supportive of the difficult job that he had to do. I have the scars on my back, Michael, as you know mm. only too well, as have my party colleagues uh, uh, defending uh, the job that Ireland must do in terms oh, of everybody has, international yeah, protection yeah, yeah, applicants. Yeah, 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 he understood yeah, and accepted. Yeah, yeah. And what I did was mm. um, I put to him a proposition uh, that has worked elsewhere in similar circumstances, whereby the hotel could, for example, if the contract is signed and he says that it is, and this is the problem, I mean, we are only notified formally about this mm, at half mm. ten yesterday. Well, what was the proposal? The, contract, the, yeah. the, the, the proposal was that the hotel would be dual use. In other words, that areas of the hotel would be used to provide. Mm. Mm. Paul, 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 you've already said that. No, 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 just stop. Can I stop here for a second? No, Jed, stop. Please stop. Paul Allen. Jed, please stop. Please stop, Jed. You've talked for about 10 minutes. Please stop. But Paul Allen, you've already said it will be dual use. It's dual use, absolutely. I just said that. In terms but, of hotel but, rooms, but, but the this is the point. The availability you've spoken of hotel time to rooms talk. for tourists I mean, in a town Jed, let him talk. Let him talk. No, just, Jed said a lot there, and I'm going to just spool back for a second. He's talking about studies and forecasts. Like, I'm still forecasting to my friends it's going to snow. Hmm. So I'd love to see what these figures are. You say 5 million. Uh, on Morning Ireland, your party colleagues said 12 million. So if somebody could cast me a, a sheet of paper, I can go off and, and do some numbers and help people understand what's going on. Because, mm. again, I'm here to just explain the facts misinformation mm. is flying around. I do agree. The minister should be here. Yeah. He should be reaching out. We need to house these people. But Jed Nash is right. You won't be able to get a room in the hotel. You will be able to have a wedding. You'll be able to go for a meal. You'll be able to go for a pint. Yes. Imelda Munster, yes. can, I, can, can I ask you uh, about uh, how this hotel is going to be used over uh, the coming weeks? Uh, because um, there is nobody from the government for me to ask. When I talk about a big empty chair, it's not just Roderick O'Gorman who I'd, I'd expect to be sitting in that chair. He's not available. That's fair enough. People are busy uh, and their uh, uh, their diaries are already full, uh, as the case may be. I don't know why, even at that, he couldn't take out five minutes of his time to take a phone call and speak to the local radio station, given the amount of attention that this has already attracted. But if he wasn't available, surely be to God, somebody else would have been available. Helen McEntee, by the way, the Minister for Justice is not available either but there's nobody available from government it seems to talk to us uh, about this on the programme today what do you make of that? Well it's not surprising by the way the Minister for Justice was actually at that meeting yesterday afternoon too um, but how is it surprising that there, there, there's nobody from government available they know that it's their mess that they've created they know that there was no proper there has been no proper communications with people they know that they've, they've been stoking a fire when they should have been quelling that fire um, you know they know that for example the, the deal they did with this they signed the contract and then contact, contacted local reps to deal with it after the, it was done and dusted but they also know where they say they put in extra services that they don't they don't put in extra services and you're looking at I mean, I have people contact my constituency office, people living in Drogheda, that they have to attend a GP in Dublin because they can't get a GP place. Their school places are a problem. Then all the types of services, speech and language therapy, that just chronic waiting lists of 700 plus and all of these. Is 500 that many, though, in a town of over 40,000? Yeah, you could say that we could take, we can take that in, you know, the largest town in Ireland. But the issue is that the government, you know, the housing crisis, for example, was here long before the immigration increased. That, that was long before that. The government to blame, to blame for the housing crisis. The government are to blame for the lack of services. And migrants are international protection 
applicants they're not to blame for the housing crisis the housing crisis was here before they came the government's to blame and that's where the focus okay, should be and it's no wonder there's no one on your show this morning alright I'm going to take a, a, an ad break uh, if you can stay with us please do and we'll be back after these Michael, Michael Reed on, on LMFM now John has been in touch he says so at least half the people you interviewed uh, were themselves foreigners is that the population mix of Drogheda it, it, it is 50-50 could you not find Irish voices well I don't know uh, the exact breakdown of the demographics of people who were born in the town and not uh, John but I do know that I asked people as I met them and that's the way you heard it. I didn't doctor that in any way. It was everybody I spoke to and nobody was edited. He says, you also polluted my questions by introducing words like arson, far right, etc. into the debate. Why not ask the ultimate question of how many how many will come, how many is sustainable? I think we've been asking that question, John. Um, I say that the far right have protests planned in Drogheda for Saturday and Sunday. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, if any locals go out and stand beside the far right and what trouble they're going to bring to the town. Uh, how many dentists, GP schools and hospitals are we going to get to accommodate all of these new people in the town? Uh, Tony asks. Brian says Dundalk gets all the jobs. Drogheda uh, is getting uh, asylum seekers. A listener from Drogheda asks if Michael could not find Irish people to talk to in his audio piece. Uh, well, I can't keep explaining it. Um, there's a lot of people in Drogheda who weren't born in Drogheda and that's the world we live in and it's fantastic. Far better, uh, I think, uh, than uh, that polarised uh, way that we all lived uh, growing up. Peter in the Dock says it's great that we can accommodate people coming into the country but it is terrible that these people in this country who have uh, come here can't even get planning per- or who, ha- who have been here can't get planning permission to build houses uh, and so on. Uh, thank you indeed uh, for that. We'll come to more comments later on uh, but we've uh, Sinn Féin TD Imelda Munster on the phone, Jed Nash of the Labour Party in studio and P- Paul Allen, a PR consultant uh, representing the D Hotel with us uh, in the studio as well. Um, as I said, the far right had protests planned on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I was asking Paul Allen earlier on uh, if uh, the D Hotel is going to make sure that there's security 24 hours 7 at all of the entry points to the hotel because there's many of them. There's many ways you could set out to set fire to that hotel if that's what you decided to do. Unfortunately, this is a very real question. Paul Allen said uh, that's a, a job for the Gardaí as far as he's concerned at, at this stage. What are your thoughts on that, Imelda Munster? Um, well, I was just looking at what the 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 department had sent us in relation to the the D hotel and the security arrangements for the building. But they were saying it would be staffed twenty four seven, and there'd be fifteen staff members. Um, I mean, I don't the know. Nursing I home, hear, the, the nursing home in Breda's was uh, uh, staffed with security. I think twenty four seven. It was burned yeah. to the ground. Yeah. Look, it's it's um, it's a horrible thought or prospect, you know, that um, this could possibly happen. You would hope against hope, you know, you'd hope that it it won't and you'd hope that most people will see that, you know, they've an absolute right to be, you know, absolutely furious about the main hotel going and the government Mm. not, you know, asking how it would affect the town before they, they, they made that decision. But 
on the other hand you uh, I don't want to confuse this that, yeah I don't want to confuse it because yeah. I, I know most people in Drogheda are very good people they wouldn't think of yeah. doing anything like that yeah. let alone yeah. act that way I'm talking about uh, a small uh, number of nutters from outside yeah. of the town the same yeah. way those nutters have been around with petrol bombs and playing with matches in other parts yeah, of the yeah. country yeah and they're brought in from other areas deliberately to, to inflame and you know and to um, infiltrate any p- sort of protest at mm. all there and stoke up hatred and misinformation, you know. Um, but I think most people see the difference, you know, know the difference, and most people would would not partake in it. Mm. They'd, they'd know. But that you, do you want security? Do you want private security there, or do you want the guardie uh, to um, get greater numbers set for additional guardie to be deployed to the town specifically for this purpose? Mike, if I may just jump in there to talk about security. When it comes to security, I think the security people should talk about that. And the very fact we're talking about it, I don't think we should be talking about things like that. I think things will be well, looked I, after. I disagree, Paul. Sorry, with respect to you. That's what people are worried about. Uh, just to finish, Mel the Monster, and I go to Jed Nash. Yeah, well, we don't want to see the, the hotel go up in flames, you know, yeah. and it's, it's, it's a real risk, and that's, that's mm. the reality. Look what's happened around the country, so you have yeah. to be realistic. But, if you're given over the but hotel... What, what, what do you want to address that? Do you want private security, or do you want more guardy? Well, that's, that's not up for me. To me, Again, that comes back to okay. government. They're the one that's making... Jed Nash, do you have an opinion on this? this. The, the Gardaí have been formally notified mm. uh, by public representatives as well, and some mm. of my party colleagues included of their concerns because we know the risks of copycat type behaviour um, and, and those those risks are real. And could I say this, Michael, there's responsibility you now on all public representatives to be responsible mm. in the language that they use mm. uh, in terms of their conduct on social media, mm. uh, to show leadership in the community. Um, I don't like saying this, but Drogheda ought not to be Ross Cray. Mm. This town has suffered reputational damage because of things that happened over the last few years. Mm. And we're just catching breath again. We're getting our confidence back. And this is a blow to the town losing, uh, likely to lose our uh, only full-service hotel with Mm. 130 beds, nearly 60% of our bed capacity in the town. And I would appeal to people in Drogheda, good people, the decent people of Drogheda, and the vast, vast, vast majority of people I'm privileged to represent are good, decent people. Oh, absolutely. And they understand mm. this. Mm. If you're as concerned we heard it in the box and box. saddened we heard, we as I am, yeah. which I am, mm. yeah. use your voice to engage with me, mm. other council colleagues and parliamentary colleagues mm. to raise those concerns with mm. government because this decision was taken uh, by yeah. government and it's a commercial decision. Mm. But it's not just the, the hotel that needs to be Paul. protected, it's say, the people, it's the 500 and, 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 people. And I would say this, and I would say this, because if I can just conclude on this. The people who uh, are to the forefront agitating around these kinds of Mm. issues, they do not represent anybody. Uh, When they talk about public services, uh, they rarely do. Uh, I talk about all all of the time and I advocate for better public services in this country as an opposition Mm -hmm. TD all of the time Mm. and in this area. And we know the impacts. Imelda quite correctly pointed out, Mm. I mean, I'm dealing with a family at the moment. The closest GP that they could find is actually in North County Mm. Dublin Mm. and that's not acceptable. And there are issues for government. There's not a single person in this town Mm. or this country who has lost the service from title because of a refugee or an international protection applicant. Can I just say, if there are Just let Paul Allen come in there. just going to pat you on the back if you stop talking. Let Paul Allen come in there for a second. Jed, Jed, Jed. Jed, just, just yeah. for a second. So I'm we'll just going to you, just gonna pat him on the back and say we would embrace everything what Jed is saying. Mm. And one of the things, as I said, we just got appointed last night to mm. work on this. First thing to meet yourself. I want to meet local public representatives. I want to meet the local councillors. I want to mm. work with the elected 
uh, public representatives yeah. and, and, and local representatives and that because it's all about fact, not mm. fiction. And this is almost like the Twilight mm. Zone because the, the phrase is never let the truth stand the way of a good story. This is the story as mm. to what it's all about uh, and what else people there's are... There's no fiction here, Paul. No, there's the be, there's been no fiction from the word go here. Um, there might be fiction <laughs> elsewhere. There might be fiction on the internet and that's why we're no, giving so much time to this on the, the program today. And one today, of the things... No, let me just finish by yep, what I was yeah, saying yeah, about yeah, the rooms, the staffing numbers, the commitment that the owners of the hotel are to Drogheda and to maintain the hotel for mm. for the next 25 years mm. or so so that's really where we're coming from okay. in that sense so okay, I but, what I, what, 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 but I echo everything Jenna okay said. but what I was going to say to you is what I'm looking forward to is meeting our new neighbours there's 500 people who are going to move into this town and they are going to be our new neighbours whether people like it or not. Uh, and I think that with them will come 500 very interesting stories uh, and they will be 500 uh, vulnerable people who have come from terrible yep. places in the world, in many cases fleeing for their lives. Mm-hmm. And I want to know that they're going to be safe. And that is one of the reasons, apart from the building, which of course everybody is concerned about, apart from the building, much more important than that is the lives that will be living in that mm. building. The 500, we want to know if they're going to be safe and we want an assurance that those people will be safe. Safe from protesters, that those protesters will somehow be kept away from them. Safe from nutters with boxes yeah. of matches. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree with you. Mm. But you can't give us that reassurance. The contract uh, in relation to the hotel, the, the, the management will, will take all issues that they will need to deal with uh, straight on. And obviously, when it comes to security, uh, we don't discuss security, but security is, is there, whether it's the Gardaí or somebody else will be doing it. But when it comes to security, we don't discuss security. Okay. We'll take a break. Michael Reed on LMFM. Now, Jerry Floyd emailing saying, this is NIMBYism, Jed Nash, uh, Mel Munster and the rest support immigrants, except when it's in their backyard. Uh, we'd another email from Paddy McQuail, who says, none of you in the studio will have a job after the next election. And he says that includes the presenter. Yeah, I think you are the minority, Paddy. Uh, and I think uh, from what we're hearing, most people will r- welcome the 500 individuals to the town, but they are concerned about people who are putting up uh, sort of criticisms like that, uh, objecting uh, and organising protests. Imagine, can you imagine that? There's a protest organised for Saturday and Sunday by people from outside of the town who know nothing about the people who are coming to live in the D Hotel. What is wrong with them? I'm sure there'll be counter-protests. Do you think that uh, there'll be counter-protests that people from Drogheda will stand up and say to these outsiders who are going to protest uh, about immigrants coming into the town, go back to wherever you came from, crawl back under whatever rock you came out of? There have been small protests by unrepresentative uh, uh, right-leaning agitators uh, in this town for the last two years. Um, oh, they've been run out of the town been, a few there, times. There have been counter-protests yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, by a fantastic group, Drotter for All, mm. uh, which is a group that promotes non-party political, it promotes inclusion, tolerance and pluralism in our town. And we are an inclusive, tolerant and pluralist town. And Drotter has become much more diverse than it's ever been over the last 20 years. And we've embraced that. Um, we always we always have. Uh, I, I would appeal to people again, Michael, that if there are um, protests, if I could describe them as such, of that nature, that they're not about Drogheda losing its uh, primary hotel. They're not about public services. 
they're not about concerns about the health service, about GPs, about school places and so on. And there's plenty of blame to go around mm. because of the inadequate public service that we have in this country. Mm. And that ire, if I can describe it as such, could be should be targeted democratically mm. at the government and you get to make your choice in the ballot box mm. in the local elections, the European elections in June and in the general election whenever that takes place. Yep. That's mm. the way to do it. And, and can I say this? I, I'm actually, I'm heartened in a way that, you know, practically all of the emails, Facebook messages, yep. Instagram messages, messages on X and so on, have been from genuine people who are simply concerned, as I am, and saddened and, and, and frankly... Similar to what people said to me. The fact that we are we are yeah. losing an important piece of mm. economic infrastructure. Yeah. And I would say this, and I tried to say it earlier on, Michael, I spoke uh, yesterday to the Chief Executive of, of Loud County Council, John Martin, who herself actually advised the department this week when it became clear to her that mm. they were considering this, yeah. uh, not to progress with this idea, because there has been, to be fair, significant investment in Drawless Tourism product from Falter Ireland and Loud County Council mm. in recent years. And I kind of said it to the Minister last night, it's the equivalent of mm. uh, buying a football team, training them hard and then figuring out that there's no pitch to put them on uh, because our tourism potential here is enormous. Yeah, did you hear, did you hear, did you hear, did you hear that John Martin, did you hear that John, did you hear that John Martin, the Chief Executive of Loud County Council asked the councillors uh, just to hold off on this so that there wouldn't be uh, the kind of false information that you mm. were worried about, Paul Allen. And uh, the, kind, yeah, the, the, the kind of fan. I do, I do know yeah. the chief executive of the council yeah. had advised uh, uh, local all, representatives. And then to, Kevin Callan to, took it to, upon to, himself to announce to it mindful, on social media. To be mindful of, of their language. Individual public representatives can speak for themselves. Yeah. Uh, and I will say that all public representatives, uh, if they well, care did, about Drogheda, yeah. and if mm. they care about Drogheda's reputation, yeah. to moderate their language, yeah. to stick to the facts, we are all yeah. hurting at the fact okay. that a commercial decision okay. was taken and adopted by government that we're going to lose hotel. In terms uh, of fact checking, there's a way to deal with that. Can I just talk about fact checking? And with respect to the mayor of Drogheda, he's not a Fine Gael candidate; he's an independent candidate. RTE got their facts wrong as well yesterday. So, uh, deputy mayor, yeah, yeah, he, mm-hmm. he, he can mm-hmm. have that on me. Okay, uh, Amanda Munster, um, were you surprised uh, at the way uh, this exploded uh, on social media yesterday by somebody taking it upon themselves to announce it? Um, well, I suppose people have a right to know anyway. You know, that's the first thing to say, and they have a right to be um, frustrated at the way the government has handled things. But I do want to just say one thing about, I mean, there's just a whole raft of misinformation going around and deliberately being put out, put out there. But the, the 500 um, international protection ap- applicants uh, coming to the D Hotel, they're actually families. They're solely families. There's mothers, children, and fathers. There's no none of the there. I've seen bits, uh, uh, things sent to me. You know the usual single military age men mm. coming. They're families. They're families, That's and we don't know exactly what right. persecution or war they were. They're fleeing from. You know, and I think for the most part, um, yeah. people in Drogheda will show compassion, and they'll know that they didn't cause the housing crisis. Mm. They didn't cause the crisis. In Do the we need a welcoming party? Do I mean should we should should we be thinking about these people where they've come from? the fact that they're coming here, and how can we help? Should uh, I mean, apart from the concerns, I mean, there's two strands to this. There is this other aspect, is there not? Uh, I mean, they're going to come here with little but the shirt on their back. Uh, they'll be in need of clothes, entertainment, they'll be living in hotels, won't be able to cook, and so on. I mean, what can people do, do you think? Um, I think the first thing to do is probably, you know, not have protests outside shouting abuse at them you know when they arrive they're going to be traumatized enough um you know and they're going to take time to settle in 
um, there'll be the the department, whatever setup they have, then the the statutory arrangements that they put in place initially, mm. and then look at something maybe that the town can do to to as you say to welcome them. Yeah. Um, but it's just so important that people don't take it out yeah. on these people that oh they God. say Most that, they, we, that I, they turn around yeah. and say mm-hmm. the government are the ones mm. that mishandled this. The government, the ones that didn't actually could didn't consult, haven't listened, haven't learned, haven't provided services, mm. haven't provided um, homes in a mm. housing crisis. Okay. Let, know, let, let me continue that's where on. That's the blame lies, fairly and let, squarely. Let me ask Paul Allen about that, because this is not going to happen next month or next year, and this is happening in two and a half weeks, on the 5th of March. Uh, do you think, Paul, that there would be a, a meet and greet? Hey, it's a wonderful idea. I was uh, Thank you, Imelda, for suggesting that, and, and Mike... Uh, like there's function rooms in the hotel there's no reason why we can't do something mm. and that's terrific and we'll take the whole radio program down there brilliant you're mm. on yeah okay great uh, and uh, I'm sure that there's people in Drogheda who will want that, to do yeah. their bit that's great thank you mm. we'd love to do that Jed Nash that's a lovely idea yeah <clears throat> I remember when the um, in term and um fake controversy if mm. I can describe it as such uh, emerged uh, this time last year or last January late December last January in relation to Triple House, uh, my own colleague Councillor Michelle Hall and others um, in Termafec and locals of goodwill decided to counter that uh, and to engage uh, with uh, residents in Triple House as I did myself, understood their stories, why they were here um, and lots of different reasons. Everybody has their own story and their own reason uh, and the uh, group, uh, the Termafec and Welcomes group worked mm. out really, really well and there are individuals and organisations doing work behind the scenes anyway uh, to um, support migrant groups and, and individuals yeah. uh, and that's uh, the right thing to do um, before the programme does conclude I do want to remind listeners that I did put a proposition to the Minister yesterday about uh, ensuring that we could at the very least um, retain a number uh, of hotel rooms for tourism use because the principal issue here, the only issue in fact and Imelda would agree with this and Fergus, far be it for me to speak for him mm. uh, he's not available to join us here this morning He'll be with so us very tomorrow, clearly the only reason we were engaging with mm. the Minister was because Drogheda was losing uh, its only full service hotel in the town centre that I put it to him and the Deputy General Assistant General Secretary of the Department and the Minister's advisor mm. and Mello was right the Minister for Justice okay. Helen McIntyre was there yeah. as well that the hotel could be considered but for that's, dual that's, use that's, that's worked actually politics. somewhere else mm. I've asked them to okay, look at that technically mm-hmm. um, and I've asked them to respond to me mm. in writing and it's a question uh, now that we have the representative mm. group here so that the deed would be paid on the double is it? No, 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 simply, obviously, this is a commercial decision taken because it's very lucrative for a hotel to do that. It's an agreement between the government and the hotel The contracts have been signed. Uh, No, no, that's it. Contracts can be reviewed. You can respect the terms of the contract. Jed has been the goal for 11. I thought he was going. Let the hotel respond. No, no, that's nonsense. That's not going to happen. Okay. It's not going to happen. All right, you accept that, Imelda? But I'll take you back on the welcome party. Well, the minister more or less said that, in fairness, Yesterday, okay. so it's not going to happen. Okay. Well, look, I, I think I think it should be explored. We'll we we'll leave there. Thank you. We we'll leave there. Thank you to each of you for uh, speaking and all the time that you've given to us uh, this morning. Much appreciated. Paul Allen uh, is a PR consultant. Paul Allen and Associates is his company. Jed Nash is a Labour Party TD in Louth and East Meath. The Melbourne Munster Sinn Fein TD in Louth and East Meath. Uh, so many comments uh, that have come to us uh, this morning. Uh, which I will bring to you on tomorrow morning's programme uh, because uh, I think we could
could be uh, talking for ever and a, a day uh, about this. Uh, but we will come back to it tomorrow on the programme and get a lot of those views uh, that you've been expressing to us uh, on the programme today uh, through all of the text messages and so on. Thanks for listening today. That's uh, where we leave you. Maggie McGuire Research. Chris Murray was in the control tower. There were a million people working on the programme today, which was very unusual because of the significance of this. And thanks to all of them. And God willing, we'll see you for our next programme tomorrow morning at 9am right here on LMFM. Good morning. Bye-bye. The Michael Reed Show podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at LMFM.ie Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.